Driving to work, sitting at your desk, getting groceries, eating lunch. Whatever you're doing, it can't be as bad as this. What do you expect us to do? Work? Yes. No. Dave and Dave's Handball Sports Radio Cast is live on TuneIn Radio and now iTunes. Tom Brady, so amazing, so unstoppable, arguably the best quarterback of all time. There's a lot of qualities you can start describing Matt Ryan with. The most dangerous quality opponents face is he is fearless throwing the football down the field. And there she is, star of the Pepsi Zero Sugar Super Bowl 51 halftime show, the one and only Lady Gaga. I've been planning this. I know exactly what I'm going to do. So exactly what are you going to do then since you've been planning it? Uh, I'm going to exactly not tell you. Proposal. One wild night of Taurus lovemaking that soothes my soul and inflames my loins. Showtime. We are officially back for the Dave and Dave handball radio cast from the studios of WPH Live TV, Tucson, Arizona. Episode 14 is here on a Friday, which brings us a recap of the Plumber Bash. She's Aces in Ireland, the Iceman Indoor Big Ball Stop Number 1 in Stockton last weekend. Plus, we will have a preview of the outdoor stop number two, which is actually an indoor stop. I don't know how that actually works, but it it is working nonetheless. The Royal Flush Vegas Big Ball event mixed in with Small Ball next weekend. It's four wall. And we'll also take a look at the New Orleans Pro Stop number four with the race for eight. There's a lot of these numbers that we have to try to memorize here, Dave. And we'll do that right around the corner. Also have celebrity birthdays, stand-up hilarity. But before we get to all of that, one half of that big ball doubles team Shimbo is in the house. Shorty Ruiz, who now lives in Tucson, Arizona. Shorty, welcome in. Thank you. Boss, come on. You're the, you're the guy. You're doing it now. Yeah. You're living the life in Arizona. Not quite living it. You're a full-time snowbird. <laughs> uh, I moved in last month, the 28th. I here playing some ball with everybody, getting my butt kicked. And, uh, How did that feel when you first got here? And lit, I mean, I did. I went through the same thing you did. I, I I got to this town, and you know, it has a rich history of of great handball players in Tucson, Arizona. I got here; it was two and a half months before I won my first match. <laughs> now, I I was like Dave. You know, all, all of you guys, every club that you've ever been at for your whole life, you're the best player. You know, you you dominate all the guys that you play. You come here, and it takes you 160 games before you finally win one i mean it's tough isn't it it is i have still haven't won any so <laughs> still feel, i feel your pain so maybe in two months i'll ask you that question again okay well that, that's kind of i i understand that dave uh, you actually won a match before you moved here i, I think I, I think i played you so i got off yeah. the schneid early we yeah. played like at least 16 straight times that yeah. was an easy quick 16 for you you're handball bag was at the bottom of the pool after every single match. Yeah, Shorty, you don't know this, but when I lose, I take something that's of considerable value and I throw it into the swimming pool or the nearest body of water every time I lose. So uh, that's why I always have brand new gear. People say, they think I'm actually, they think I'm trying to show off and say, oh, he's sponsored by, no, it's not looking like that. It's uh, literally just me being upset. You well, you know, I liked what you said. It's great here. I mean, people ask me, and that's the first word that always comes to my mind. It's so nice here, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's relaxed. The weather's amazing. It's it's just a nice place to be. It is. It is It is a nice place to be. I don't feel rushed here, being here. I could live my life now. I mean, I don't have to be stuck in traffic for six hours a day. I don't got to wake up three hours earlier just to get up to somewhere that's going to take me 10, 15 minutes here. So, I mean, traffic doesn't let you live a life out there. And I hear you have a life right well one nice thing is you talk about driving three hours just to get somewhere in LA you might have to drive two hours to a park to play a big ball game 
or to LAC, probably close to two hours as well. Here, you're 10 minutes from the club where there's five pros in the top 30 for you to play, as well as about, you know, 100 other players that would love to play you. So that's got to be nice for you. It is. I mean, I actually feel like playing. Living back in LA, I didn't want to play because I just didn't want to get stuck in traffic. So here, I don't have an issue. <laughs> I don't have an excuse. Well, also, you have two courts at your apartment complex. Yeah. So they're nice. <laughs> yeah, they so are that's, nice. So that's a plus. That, that's a pro stop potential right there. That's true. You know, you, you know, after you lose, you go to the pool and throw your stuff in there, just like Dave said. Right. You don't even have to walk. You can just actually throw from the court to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it really nice, actually. I, I'm going to take down that address where you live. Uh, you've played at all three of our race stops. Uh, U.S. Open, you've gone to the Plumber event up in Idaho, which is a great experience. Yes, And I think that's your second time up there? First time. First time. Okay, well, we want to talk about that, too. And then Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota was right between all of that. So you've been at all three of those. What was the, the, the impression that you got from the player that sticks out the most right now? It's, it's kind of hard because... I mean, sometimes mostly the same top eight, so it's hard. But then, you know, Fink, the one that's been surprising me, he's big, you know, beating everybody. And, uh, you know, he's he's been in the finals twice. I think the surprise is more so that you haven't been in the finals more often. Thank I think you. that's more of the surprise, but it becomes a surprise because when you're talking about this season... Dave is kind of the headline in a lot of ways because you've been in the finals of two of those three stops. And uh, so that's a surprise in that sense. It's more of a surprise that you haven't been there, Dave. So I appreciate shame you saying on that. You. Shame on Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate the way that you worded that. I, I did. I actually, I wrote that down before you came in here to make sure I said <laughs> it exactly well said, perfect. Because I've gotten a lot of the opposite. What? You're in the <laughs> like I just started playing. No, what you, what you get is the what? You play handball? Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to answer the question for you, but, you know, I look at these headlines and I think it's kind of like mixed match. It's kind of strange. Uh, we have Mondo who comes in looking really hot, wins Minnesota. He looks like he's going to be the best player on tour this year. He looks unmotivated, injured in at Plummer. Meanwhile, Dave is the most consistent because he's been to the finals of two of them. Uh, and then what can you not say about Luis Moreno and how he played at uh, Jake Plummer, which is sometimes people say you're only as good as your last match, right? If yeah. you had that philosophy, then Luis Moreno's the best player on the planet. He was amazing there. And, you know, his performance there at Plummer, and we've seen him do that, I'd say once or twice a year, where he kind of gets into that locked-in zone. I remember when he played you in the finals of Vegas, Shorty, probably about 2011, and he was just untouchable. I mean, I remember that was the only Vegas tournament I didn't attend, and I watched it on the webcast, and it was just the serves. You know, it just blew you off the court. And you're one of the top players to ever play out there in Vegas. And when he does that, and Dave, you and I remember when he played Nadia Alvarado Jr. for third place in Seattle, 2013, there was nobody in the history of the game that could have stopped him right. on that day. Oh, no yeah. one. I agree. And, yeah. and I felt like he was doing that same sort of thing at Plummer. And as a player, you feel like, I'm kind of overmatched here. What can I do? Yeah, you really can't do much about it. When, when the player's on and he looks in shape and he, his confidence is, is up there, you can't really do much against a player like that. You know, he did, like, uh, Vegas, he was serves were amazing. You know, I couldn't get a hand on it. Yeah. And then Plummer, I mean, his serves were just, you know, more half, half the game, and he was just eating everybody. But, you know, I think with Moreno, and we'll talk about this, I think, in the Plummer recap, but now that we're on the subject, he's not known as really a flat rollout guy. He's kind of a guy that grinds you down with power hops and passes, but he was really flat rolling the first strike. 
at Plummer. He got that weak return. He would just kill it. Yeah, he was. He was. He's mostly. Uh, he wants, you know, uh, test out. You know how how's your game is, and then as soon as he breaks you, he just puts the ball down. He he was just no. There was no way of picking that up. No. Dude's amazing. Now, you know, Dave's talking about surprises. For me, having played you a lot, we've played a lot in tournaments, and also now we've played a lot locally. I'm surprised that you don't do better in these race stops because people ask me, that, you know, how short he's game, and I say, well, he's got everything. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got the good serve. He's got all this experience because you've played your whole life. You know, two good hands. So what do you think you need to do, kind of putting you on the spot here, to kind of take that next step and start winning some matches at these race stops? Because clearly you have the skills. You know, to me, it's that my, my timing off the back wall. It's really off, so I just got to get in that court and then just practice that that back wall. You know, I think as soon as I um, get that, I should be able to, uh, you know, break through this round of 16 to the 8 because that's where it all affects me. That's where everybody mostly gets the points off of me because I miss off the back wall. But as soon as I get that, I should be all right. That being said, though, you've had some really unlucky draws. I think you've qualified seven or eight times, been to the round of 16, and it seems like every time you get there, it's Lenning or Moreno. You know, it's just kind of like you never kind of catch that break where you get somebody that's not in the top three. And, you know, hopefully at the next one, you can draw someone that, you know, is not Moreno or Lenning or Mondo, you know, because that makes it tough. I mean, I, there aren't many people that are going to break through when you're playing those guys. Oh, uh, no, it's, it's going to be tough, but I mean... Either way, you know, you, you, you got to beat them in order to get to the finals. So right. It doesn't really matter who you play. They, they could be their off day, you could be on your on day, and that's that's when it all happens. Do you find it difficult to transition from, you know, the big ball outdoor, big ball indoor, small ball indoor, small ball outdoor? Is that hard? You know, is that part of the reason maybe your timing isn't where it should be? No, it's not that. It's, uh, you know, the big ball indoors, you know, it's... I got that down off the back wall. I'm pretty good off that one. Just the small buzz, just a little faster. So where I need to pick up, you know, my my speed on that. But I don't think there's that much of a difference off the back. I mean, off the back wall with a big one than a small ball. So as soon as I pick up my speed on the small ball, I should be all right. This, this whole segment's about the back wall, then. Yeah, is that what we're going to talk about. Well, I was hoping we could segue into your left hand back wall. Somehow, you if you could put that in a bottle. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, well. you, you're the only right-handed player I've ever seen that takes the revolving door with their left hand <laughs> and flat kills it. it. Well, I standing all of six foot five inches tall. There's no bending, but somehow it's still coming from way up here flat. Handball's a strange sport. That's all I have to say. That's true. Uh, What else did you have for Shorty before we get into that plumber post wrap up? Shorty should stick around and talk about the rest of these events. He's been a part of all of them. I think he's you know probably the best guy to have in here. Probably talk about them all. Definitely more qualified than than we are. Probably (laughs) we have to take a break though. Feed the sponsors, as they say. Make sure that we can pay the bills. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a bit. It's the Dave and Dave Sports Handball Radio Cast here on TuneIn Radio and iTunes, as well as WPH Live TV. The World Players of Handball is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation whose goal is to grow the sport through innovation. WPH Live TV is partnered with ESPN for the current professional handball tour and has aired more than 100 matches over the past three years on ESPN Networks. Junior WPH is the youth and young adult development wing of the foundation that performs over 2,000 individual and group clinics per year around the globe. 
WPH Outdoor runs the Outdoor Professional Handball Tour and has organized high-profile major events since the inaugural 2010 season. To get plugged into all the news, information, and updates, or to give a tax-deductible gift or donation, go to www.wphlive.tv or email info at wphlive.tv. Get connected with Facebook, Twitter, Google+, TuneIn Radio, and now iTunes. Trying to find a job but don't have much experience? Then try the U.S. government. There are still hundreds and hundreds of fun and exciting jobs in the new administration, and more jobs are becoming available practically every hour. Did you run a lemonade stand as a kid? Then you've got what it takes to be U.S. Commerce Secretary. Ever have a paper route? Then apply to be the next Postmaster General. Remember building those forts and tree houses? You're a natural to run FEMA. And what about experience as a babysitter? If you've ever taken care of a bunch of crying, whining babies, well, say hello to Congress. Don't wait. Upload your resume today. And here's hoping you never hear... You're fired. You're listening to the Handball Radio Sportscast with Dave and Dave on TuneIn Radio, iTunes, and WPH Live TV. Just leave the room, please. Give me one good reason. We don't have any coffee. That's good enough for me. Welcome back to the Dave and Dave Handball Radio Cast from the studios of Tucson, Arizona. This is Epi number 14. Shorty Ruiz is in the building with us. Dave Fink is here. Dave, you've had the cold for the last few days. I have. you had the virus. Yeah. Shorty, have you had it yet? No, not yet. Everyone's gotten this thing. It's been pretty brutal. It's, it is bad. It's kind of a flu that morphs into kind of a cold slash cough. I'm in the later stages. Yeah. Right now. You can hear it, but I feel better than I sound. You look horrible. Thank you. Just trying to be nice, though. <laughs> That's what I do. We're going to talk about Plumber, She's Aces, Iceman, you were there, as well as upcoming events that we have coming up right around the corner. That Vegas one's going to be really cool. I really want to talk about that. And uh, New Orleans right after that. And then we have Houston after that. It's This is a big stretch for us. And then going to New York. But in the meantime, though, it's time for the headlines. Super Bowl 51, Sunday night in Houston. It's the final hours for ticket scalpers and people peddling phony tickets. NFL senior counsel Mike Buckwald says the real things have security enhancements. Thermochromic ink is used on the graphic on the lower part of the ticket. The HTX logo and the NRG Stadium image will fade when heat is applied and will return when the heat source is removed. The New England Patriots are going for a fifth Super Bowl title in the game. The Atlanta Falcons looking for their first. At the National Prayer Breakfast, President Trump defending his executive order on immigration while also vowing to protect religious liberty. But he also took a swipe at the new host of The Apprentice. And they hired a big, big movie star, Arnold Schwarzenegger, to take my place. And we know how that turned out. Microsoft proposing exemptions to the president's immigration order, allowing people from the seven affected countries to enter and leave the U.S. on business or for family emergency if they have a valid work or student visa and haven't committed any crimes. The Microsoft proposal made in a letter to the Homeland Security Chief and Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Some kinds of skull and other smokeless tobacco brands are being voluntarily recalled over complaints that metal objects, some of them sharp, have been found inside the can. The president's pick to head the EPA, Scott Pruitt, moving on to the full Senate after a second committee suspended rules to get around a Democrat boycott. The CEO of Ralph Lauren has abruptly stepped down. Pittsburgh's mayor says that city's water is safe, even though a boil order is still in effect for about 100,000 customers. 
I don't mind going to work. It's just that eight-hour wait to go home that's the real buzzkill. They make work fun. Dave and Dave handle sportscasts now on iTunes. Split remains the number one movie in America. You guys go watch that? No. You haven't seen it yet? I haven't, no. no. My daughter went and said it was the greatest thing she's ever seen. Mm. And it's gotten great reviews. Number one at the box office. It's about a psychopath who terrorizes women. And no, it wasn't filmed at the White House. <laughs> the Patriots beat the Falcons in a simulated Super Bowl in the Madden video game. So how fast will Roger Goodell be out of that stadium in Houston <laughs> don't know if that happens? <laughs> That's going to be awkward if he hands that MVP trophy to... Isn't that really the only reason to watch this game? I, I think so. It is one of the only reasons. Yeah. Beyonce's pregnant with twins. I mean, you can't avoid that in the news. No. There's no word on the sex, but uh, she doesn't really care as long as... They're happy, healthy, and don't have Jay-Z's face. <laughs> Paula Patton says Robin Thicke invited his drug dealer to their five-year-old son's birthday party. Well, I mean, having a drug dealer there is still better than having a clown. <laughs> yeah. So, what, I mean, what are the options? Drew Barrymore lost 20 pounds while doing her new Netflix show. Hooters is opening a new chain called Hoots, where the servers are not scantily clad women, and some of the servers are actually men. I did hear that. These are headlines, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the very bottom of the last page of the headlines. Boy Scouts now accept transgender kids. Read that in the USA Today. Transgender kids are just as likely to be scouts like any other kid now. Except when they're pitching a tent. <laughs> then things become a little bit different. Uh, a bobcat escaped from the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. on Monday. Still not as dangerous as the cougars sitting at the JW Marriott <laughs> when we're on the road, but that's your headlines, by the way. The plumber event, we didn't ask you this earlier. How do you like going to that that city, uh, traveling in winter to play in a, a pro stop, but then also um, hanging out with Jake? I mean, he's such a cool dude. It's your first time having that experience. What's what's it like? Uh, it's great. It's a great experience. I mean, the city's nice, a beautiful city. You got the lake there and everything. Uh, you know, Jake. Jake's an awesome dude. You know, the tournament people run the tournament great. Always has food, everything for the players, people, just to have their fun. I mean, it feels up to me next year. I'll probably be back for that tournament. Just, just it's a hospitality holiday. Yeah, I think Jake told me that they're capping it next year at ninety, and they're holding it in October. And I say next year; it's actually this year, and it's not too far away if you start thinking about it. So it's going to be in the first weekend of October. And uh, will that be a race stop? It, it will be a race stop. Mm. We'll be back. Okay. So it, it's definitely a fun thing. Dave, what did you take out of it? I know that you made it to the finals. Anytime you make it to the finals, it's a good thing. I know you look at it differently than that. Well, you know, it was always my goal to make the final, and I always thought I'd be so happy if I did. The first time I made the semifinals, I was so happy, and I lost. So happy you cried. Yeah, usually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, after losing that second final in a row, it was kind of crushing, actually. It was especially the way the match went, but it didn't leave me feeling good. You know, and it, the first final, I was kind of numb to it. I lost what I thought a match I should have won that I didn't win. But making the second final, it really kind of sunk in and hurt a lot. And it, it's kind of been on my mind. So I'm hoping to do hard. I mean, everyone's so good. But uh, that's my goal. Well, talk about Luis Moreno. Yeah. He was not the same Luis that we saw in Minnesota. No, well, he outscored his opponents 120 to 30 in four matches. That's four to one. That's Katrina Casey territory. You know, throughout the whole tournament, four pros, he's outscoring them four to one. And there were some of those games where 
he blew big leads. I mean, he's up fourteen to three, and you know, in the semifinals, and his opponent scores ends up scoring six in a row. So it was probably even worse when you think about it. He had a couple of top guys on the verge of getting shut out. So he was just that dominant. Shorty, you refereed some of his matches. What did you see from Luis when it came to how he was able to score and do it so quickly? It serves. You know, he he kept faking out. You know, people that. He kept looking to the right, but then as soon as he served to the left, just that natural, he put over the ball. It just jumped about three feet away from the player, and they couldn't even reach it. Now, one thing I noticed about him that I thought was pretty amazing was the fact that he didn't seem to be tired. And that's not the same Luis I've seen over the last maybe year and a half. Well, his matches averaged 24 minutes. So uh, it's pretty hard to get tired in 24 minutes, especially when you consider out of those 24 minutes, probably six to seven or a break, you know, in between games, timeouts. So didn't really have an opportunity to get tired. And, you know, from what we heard, he'd been living up in Sacramento since Minnesota, in between Minnesota and Plummer. He'd had a personal trainer. He'd been working out every day. So I think he got himself very fit. And even had he been pushed, you know, into a 45 minute or, you know, an hour long match, I don't think it would have phased him because I think he came into the event very mentally and physically fresh and ready for it. When he's in the zone, you can't t- you can't do anything against him. You know, I mean, it's hard to take him off the service box. So, but you see that with Sean Lunning, you know, a couple times a year he does that. You know, it's just he cracks serves, fly kills, can't get him out of the front, kills everything. What can he do? I mean, the only person I've ever seen stop Moreno or Lunning when they're in that zone is Paul Brady, and Paul Brady is you know maybe the greatest ever. So, I've never seen anyone else take them off that that zone Tracy Davis wins the WPH women's pro event there at Plummer that was one of the best most competitive women's fields we've seen in years because you didn't have this overwhelming favorite like Katrina Casey you had six or seven women that were really all very competitive and you could have made a case for any of them winning it and that's how the matches played out Tracy Davis winning a very close match in the semifinals against newcomer Amy Albert. She was two points from defeat in the second game and the third game, pulled both those games out, I think, with her amazing experience. And to me, the mentally strongest player I've ever seen in handball, Tracy Davis. And that's why she has all those championships. She then defeats Courtney Pichot de Mello. The next day in the final, Courtney had had that amazing, I think, two-hour and 30-minute match against Jessica Gawley in the semifinals. And we saw a few of those. We saw Jen Hinman and Jessica Gawley, very close matches. So it was a great field. It was not an official women's race for eight stop, but it was exciting. And Tracy yeah. Davis comes out on top. I looked at him as all almost being equal, and that includes Olbert, who right. is the newcomer. But she was just a, a couple points away from right. probably winning the tournament yes. if she made it to the finals. Yeah. Uh, breakout star, no doubt, but she's got the handball bug more than probably any person I think I even know right now. I mean, yeah. she's just ballistic over wanting to play as much handball as possible, which is great. Um, what were your impressions of the women's games that you watched or refereed or were a part of, Shorty? Well, I mean, they, they you know, Tracy, again, she showed that she really wanted this tournament because she was pushing through all the points. You know, she played, you know, Amy was a great player and just didn't let Tracy bother her. And then in the finals, it just seemed like Tracy was comfortable after winning the semifinals. She went in there with a lot of confidence. I think that's why... Uh, she won, but I, there was a lot of talent there to, at that tournament. Moving on from the Plumber event, the Iceman, which was the first stop in the WPH Outdoor Big Ball Tour, but it's not outdoor when we go inside and play four wall, trying to do different surfaces and make it an overall cup for those that use the big ball or the wall ball. Shorty, you attended that tournament. The Iceman in Stockton, California, Angel Hernandez, 
who is a good dude, and he runs a great tournament up there. He had over 90 players, closer to 100 when you include all the kids that played. Uh, you won the doubles with, with Timothy. What was that one thing that, besides your bracket, the one thing that really stuck out there at that tournament? Angel. Angel's running that tournament. Uh, amazing. He was on top of everything. He didn't, was he, you know, he since 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night, he was there up and down. They didn't take a break or anything. There was a lot of talent in that tournament. I mean, it seemed like everybody, uh, the top pros were there. It, it was a tough tournament, you know. Ricky, your brother, uh, defeats Juan Santos, who was the number one seed, and that was probably the final in a lot of ways when it comes to singles. Uh, I think it was. Although you can't, you can't like put down what Suarez did in the finals. But no. well, I'm I, just talking about it being the final of it was the two marquee guys got a lot of press recently on Facebook Live and you know watching their I would say high profile matches. It was, on, it was an intense game. But you know I watched the end of that tiebreaker last night. First time I saw it, didn't even realize it was online. Ricky made some unbelievable gets to keep that match alive because he was down 14 to 10. Rally scoring going to 15. And, you know, I talked to Ricky after the match, and he said, well, Juan, you know, he didn't go for his kill shots, but he did go for kill shots. And Ricky dug him out. He was in the front left. Then he ran to the back left. I mean, he some of those 30 to 40 shot rallies, Ricky ended up winning them. And there was that one crazy, I want to ask you about this, that crazy play where Ricky ran into Juan on the left side wall and still hit it, and Juan just stopped. I mean, he basically got tackled. And, you know, I thought for sure it's a hinder. But Ricky got the point. They went into a timeout. I don't know if you're watching at that point or not. Uh, I, I was playing in the other court, but I heard about it. <laughs> it was, it, you know, there's no commentary, and it, but it was a crazy play. I mean, Ricky barreled into Juan, not intentionally, but it was just the kind of thing where Juan hit it kind of right back to himself on the left. He was on the left. Ricky came running across from the center of the court and just tapped it. Juan could have easily kind of run around Ricky, but he got hit so hard. And, you know, Juan doesn't argue, and it just turned out to be Ricky's point, not a hinder. So, it goes to 12 to 14. They take a timeout in two consecutive rallies. Ricky's just all over the court, saving his tournament there. Yeah, remember, this is rally scoring, right? Yeah. So every point matters. Right. And, and when you're down 12 to 14, you've lost. Yeah. yeah. Or 10 to 14 at one point. Yeah. Uh, and and he was asked later in that interview with, with Timothy Gonzalez that you might have seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, how'd you do it? He said, I knew that I, I felt confident when he called the timeout, and I knew I had to come in and score every point, and I did. You know, it's like, well... Sounds easy, but it's not easy to do against a guy as stealth as Juan Santos. Well, it's not. I mean, any mistake could have just cost you the game. Right. Now, you you didn't get to see that, but you did get to hear about it later. But you also got to hear about it live on a court down about two or three courts away. What does it feel like when you're playing and you hear all this yelling uh, in the club? That's always either a distraction. But I know you guys are fans, too, so you want to call a timeout and go find out what's happening. What would you guys do? For a minute there, I thought they were cheering for us, but then I looked up and it was empty, <laughs> so I guess it wasn't for us. So that's when I had to call a timeout and see what was the whole fuzz about. Yeah. And I went in the scene that was Ricky's game. Well, Dave, you talked about that being the final, but it was Manny Suarez, who goes by young Kobe, I believe. He's playing in his first ever singles tournament in his life, and I don't think he's... I think he just started playing four wall in the fall of last year when he won that four wall doubles at the Simple Green US Open. That was his first time playing four wall. And now he's played some four wall doubles. Still hasn't played four wall singles, but he comes in shorty. He beat you in the quarterfinals. He saves match point against Timbo in the semifinals. And then he saves match point again against Samson in the finals. So twice he's facing match point and he wins the tournament. What is so impressive about his game? He's uh he, he has a lot of reach. So 
trying to get the ball pa- past him, it's pretty impossible. But if you don't, he's gonna put it right down. He doesn't. He doesn't give you a chance. If you do a mistake, he's gonna kill it. There's no. Oh, okay. I might just hit it back. Let's see what I can do. No, it's just you miss it, and he's gonna kill it. So you know, he's and then he has a lot of a uh, good shots off the back wall, which surprised me. Yeah, playing for a while. Right. And I didn't think he did, but he had all in it. Yeah, because you know, at in Long Beach where he plays, he's playing back wall shots off that fence. Yeah. <laughs> so of course he's learning how to do that, right? I mean, yeah. um, also that court that he plays on is a tricky little some biatch. Right, I mean, there's like a little weird little corners. There's, it's a short court, uh, kind of the walls only go up for a short distance, and so he has to play tricks off the side wall. You know, so he's got more physics and maybe more mathematics than a lot of players mm. that play in some of these longer courts. Yeah, he has two great hands too. So I mean, that fence made him a good player. Yeah, I mean, if you can hit a back wall off a fence, well, that so, makes sense. I didn't realize he was playing on that. That's the Dave course. Chapman. Courts. Where yeah, Dave okay. Chapman grew up playing on those exact courts. Huh. Dave said they used to take those balls off that fence. It would hit the post or whatever, and you'd have to dive. And if you can get it back, he said, you'd play it. But that's, it makes sense that a guy like yeah. Dave Chapman has such a great back ball game. Yeah. He, and he started playing on those exact same courts as Manny. And, so how, and Manny has a good back How court. tall is Manny? You say he has this long reach. Uh, he's 6'1". Is that an advantage six, in big ball, do you think, to be taller? Because it's less back wall play and more kind of covering the front? Yeah. I mean, if you I mean, if you try to do a pass shot, you gotta hit the ceiling to get him in the back of the court because you can't get him around. And then so. to beat Samson in the final, and he said it in the interview, this is a guy Samson he's been watching since he was twelve or thirteen, and then he plays him and beats him after losing that first game badly, fifteen to six. I think I, you probably were watching that final. I was watching that. Um, it, Samson did a mistake towards the end, which cost him the match. He had the point to fly the ball, but he. Let the ball go off the back wall, which was the ball was traveling slow, and then just, there was no reach off of it. And he, same thing happened with Timbo. You know, it, we all thought Timbo was going to go for the kill shot. He was off balance, but he should have gone for the kill shot. And then he tried to pass him where he just set up the ball for Manny, and he just rolled it out. And that was on match point in the match tiebreaker. Point. But, of course, this according to Timbo, and he does not make excuses, yeah. as you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of them. Sorry. No, he just reports the yeah. facts as no, they yeah, are. Yeah, I'm just... He said that the ball slid on match point. He was going for the kill, but at the last second, the ball slid, so he's off balance, so he therefore had to go for the pass, and then Manny went for a do-or-die shot and flat killed it. Yeah. He... No, I'm just a reporter here. I don't judge yeah. at all. Well, that's why the tour is interesting, because it throws so many different elements in. And, and I bring it up a lot that when you start throwing cameras in into play, ESPN on top of that, when you make it a sanctioned tournament, when you put ranking points, yellow jerseys, then you go to an area you've never been before, throws you completely out of your daily regimen that you would have. And you would say, well, some of these guys get off work and they do their thing, but that's still their daily regimen. They go to a, an event where they have to start at 8 o'clock the next morning. They have to get a hotel. They're in a foreign place that they're not really comfortable with. And then the next level to that is they get to the tournament. Now they see their old buddies. And what happens when you start thinking about things other than your actual game you, it, for some people, you seem to be able to handle it well. Killian Carroll handles it well in small ball. But uh, some players are more neurotic than that. They have to have this certain routine in order to accomplish what they need to on the court. So that, all of that's mixed in, you know. Uh, some players can't handle going in there and seeing their friends and being able to talk. And then they forget that they have to go, oh, my gosh, I have a match in 15 minutes. And they they're already out of their, their normal routine. 
Yeah, they they um the camera seems to be the big issue. They get they get you know they get stage fright. So yeah, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? They don't know. I don't know why. I mean, you just oh, you go. love it. You love the camera. Oh, I love it. Yeah, why not? Half of Shimbo texted me last night. Timbo, Can't as a that. matter of fact. Can't believe I want to read this so that I don't, I don't get anything so everybody wrong. on Instagram could see it, too? I don't know if this has been on Instagram yet. In reference to your doubles partnership, me and Shorty looking to have an incredible year. He told me he's been playing more, and he doesn't think we will lose this year. I appreciate his confidence. It pushes me to be a better partner and step up as a team when needed. We built tremendous chemistry that most players can't accomplish with other players. So I think that's high praise from yeah. Timbo, and I think it speaks to a lot of why you guys have been so successful as a team. He's a great double partner. You know, he, he knows when to let the ball go, when to run for one, you know, where he would be at all times. You know, and I like that, you know. I had, you know, I've been playing with a lot of doubles partners, and finally found somebody that understands the double game. So what I like about you guys is sometimes you will yell at each other, but it's not detrimental. It, it actually, it pushes you guys to play better. Cause a lot of times you hear, you know, people say, Oh, well they can't win now. They're mad at each other. But it seems like you guys actually feed off that play better. Yeah. Cause then we try to prove to each other that, okay, watch me kill it. Let's see if you could do it too. Uh-huh. And then it just, that's how it ends up. Well, you know, we have uh, the she's aces event yeah. in Ireland to talk about. Let's up. just go ahead and bring it up really quickly, okay. and then we have to go into a break, and we'll okay. come out and talk about New Orleans as well as uh, the Vegas event coming up next weekend. She's uh, aces. Martina McMahon defeats Katrina Casey in the final there. That's a GAA ranking event there, so that's a big one. They had two round-robin groups. Martina McMahon defeats Siana Nishereen, who's one of the best players in the world, 25-9 to in the round-robin group to, to make the final. And Martine McMahon defeats Katrina in that first game. Katrina comes back in the second. And then the tiebreaker, Martina takes a 10-6 to lead. 10-5, to actually, going to 11. Martina, or Katrina scores three. Martina gets her out and wins it. I watched these two play, Dave, at the U.S. Open. Pretty routine win on the scorecards for Katrina Casey. But the level of play right, was like nothing. I've never seen anything like it. It was outstanding. I think everyone watching, and the gallery was full. This was a non-TV match. But everyone was just awestruck by the level of play, both of these women. So even though Martina lost that match about 21-10, 21-11, you could see she was right there with Katrina. She had her chances, and it was great to watch. And in my estimation, Martina is the first person other than Ashley Riley to defeat Katrina in senior pro play ever. Because Katrina started her senior, what's called senior career there, in Ireland, which means you're in the top bracket, which we would call pro. And the only person that's ever beat her is Ashley. And she did it in back-to-back tournaments. One what? was 60 by 30, right. and the next tournament was the right. 40 by 20, which is impressive. And think about this. If Martina doesn't win an award for being one of the, the I, breakout star, yeah. uh, I, I know that you, there's other people that could be on that list, but look at what she's done. Just a couple years ago, your lady friend, Ashley Moeller, your future, uh, your future common... <laughs> State common wife. <laughs> um, she beat Martina at the U.S. Open a couple years back. Well, that was great coaching that was beat it? Martina. Yeah. Oh, were you coaching her then? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I knew was... we could work in some credit for you yeah, somehow. thank you. A lot of credit. You look at Martina, and she is a world-class athlete. I mean, she's she's got the build. She's got the, the height. The long hair. That keeps yeah. you pretty, you yeah. know, your, your base. Right. But anyway, congratulations out to her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look forward to seeing, hopefully, Martina and Katrina in New York for the NYC. I hope so. 
women's race for eight. Yeah, that would be great. I know that the All-Ireland Championship started about that time, and I know some question whether or not they could make it. Ashley Riley said that she wanted to make the New York oh, event cool. this year, so that would be really cool to get them in. I'd and also, see. Sienna being there yeah. as well has made that. Uh, I would love to see Martina versus Ashling, and they haven't matched up in years. That's the matchup. I don't know how the rankings would work out for the NYAC, but I'd love to see that one. That okay, would be maybe, a classic. Maybe we can make it happen. Okay. We are going to take a break. We have more coming up right around the corner. It's the Dave and Dave Handball Radio Sportscast alongside Shorty Ruiz here on a Friday, episode number 14, where we have uh, some birthdays coming up. We'll do stand-up hilarity right around the corner as well. And what else? We're going we're gonna to talk about Vegas right. and the New Orleans, and we have to make it quick because we're already out of time. So let's take this break. We'll be back in just a bit. Stay here on WPHlive.tv iTunes, and TuneIn Radio. R2 Sports has the ultimate app for sports fans. Keep up to date with the latest results from your favorite sport. R2 Sports gives you instant access to a diverse range of sports and tournaments. Get live updates instantly on your Apple or Android handset. Follow your favorite players. Check their ranking and latest results. Favorite an event and get live notifications pushed right into the palm of your hand. Interact with other players and chat with fans. Watch events live right from within the app. Get results anywhere, anytime. R2 Sports, your link to the global sports network. R2 Sports is available as a free download from the App Store. Like us on Facebook for free premium access. From outdoor tournament planning, the Race for Eight professional tour on ESPN, junior handball development, coaching and mentoring, or creative handball marketing, the World Players of Handball has set out to grow the sport through innovation. Junior WPH is flourishing. They have a full-time development director and coach on staff, a hot new coaching manual that is a must-grab, and a department of instructors that will train, mentor, teach, and introduce handball to over 5,000 new recruits a year. Without your donations and membership support, though, the WPH would not be where they are today. The WPH is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation. Please encourage others in your area to support, donate, volunteer, and give. Visit the WPH website at WPHlive.tv or go to thehandballstore.com to purchase your merchandise, player's card, all-access video pass, or donation. 100% of web store sales goes right back into the development of the game. The World Players of Handball at WPH Live TV thanks you for your continued support. Welcome to the 141st Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show, where we're now looking at the working dog group. Mm -hmm. First up is the Akita, a very powerful and faithful dog, Mm. followed by the Anatolian Shepherd, excellent guard dogs. Notice how the working dogs have this amazing focus on their handlers. Next up is the Bull Mastiff. These dogs are huge. They were originally bred to protect kings and queens. And coming into the ring just now, Mr. Tubby Face, a long-haired Persian cat. Brilliant idea, Jeff. Bringing cats into the dog show. The 141st Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Genius. Pure genius. Nine out of ten people have never heard of us. Thanks, Mom. It's the Dave and Dave Handball Radio Sportscast on iTunes, WPH Live TV, and TuneIn Radio. Back on the radio cast, it's Dave and Dave with Shorty Ruiz here on episode number 14. 
as we have birthdays coming up right around the corner. Let's talk about New Orleans, and then we'll go on to the Vegas event, which is next weekend. But New Orleans first, Dave. It's this February 17th through the 19th. Anybody can play. You can still enter. It'll be a low draw. We knew that when we put out the brackets uh, or the entry form on R2 Sports, where you can definitely find your way through there to navigate, to enter, to find out what the prize money is, what divisions are being offered. We knew it would be a small crowd this year because NBA All-Star Game is that same weekend. Also, uh, Mardi Gras kicks off. And and they book those hotels six months in advance, as we've all found out. So it's going to be it's going to be difficult for some players to get there. But when you look at the pro draw, it's not very difficult. That is one hell of a great draw. Andy Nett coming in. Vic yeah. Perez is going to be there. Marcos. But then Killian Carroll, he's in the States now. He will be playing. Uh, Luis Moreno's playing out of his mind. You've been in two straight finals. Mondo Ortiz, we don't know which one is going to show up, but we think the one that can hit two inches high will. Sean Lenning, we have a good draw. Well, New Orleans is the 38th race for eight stop in history. Dating back to 2011, our first stop was Plummer. 37th stop was Plummer. Now we're at our 38th. It's the second race for eight stop in New Orleans. We've been there now two straight years. I know, Dave, that this will be your actual first stop. You missed your first stop there in New Orleans, unfortunately, last year. But you're going to love it there. Well, I'm gonna, I, I did the play-by-play t- play from this studio, from I, this I, microphone. I know that, the- but you're going to love being on site. And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. Okay. New Orleans is the fourth race for eight stop of the race for eight sixth season. Already this season, Dave, three different winners in three different stops. Ortiz, McCarthy, and Moreno, four different finalists. I'll tell you, Dave, in all my years on the race for eight tour, I've been to every event. I think my favorite moment was sitting in between the two glass courts last year. There's two exhibition courts. Both have side glass walls, so you can see both of them when you're sitting in the middle. Watching Emmett Pichot and Killian Carroll in a tiebreaker. Right on my left, it's Daniel Cordova and Anthony Celesto in a tiebreaker. 13-13 in the tiebreaker in both matches at the same time. What could be better than that? It was unbelievable. It was so exciting to be able to watch both live. Like that. I mean, I don't know. You could never replicate something like that. You couldn't draw it up like that. You know, of course, both ended 15 13 tiebreakers, which is as close as it can be because you have to win by two. So that is exciting. And I know that Bourbon Street in the French Quarter, just a few miles away from the event, Dave, I know you're going to be heading to Chef Paul Prudhomme's when you're down there in New Orleans. That's a very famous spot. Redfish Grill, K Paul's, and a Merrill's. Very famous places. Did you have to brush up on your French in order to say those names correctly? <laughs> Thank you for noticing. I, I noticed that it was very bourgeois yeah. the way that you you said that. Well, when you're talking the French Quarter, you better be bourgeois-ish. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely... Well, you know I'm going to go downtown. No, I do. That's yeah. why I wanted to... Been there before. Love it. Okay. And we are going to experience some food. All right, that's right. How, how does that affect the player, though? I mean, it, we know Vegas is a, kind of a sidelining you know, sort of an event, but when it comes to a place that has this rich food, have you ever tried to play handball when you've had rich food <laughs> in your stomach? It just doesn't work out well. No, it doesn't at all. I actually eat food while I'm playing, so <laughs> I, I do know. So, <laughs> when it comes to the actual players, though, the surroundings, we know that's that's going to be amazing. And then you're going to couple that with literally what a million, two two million people are going to be downtown over that that couple weeks and and ours is definitely going to be flooded down there it's going to be nuts it really will be just wait i hope so no it, it, it's going to be most people you've seen downtown in a long time it's not going to be empty let's put it that way 
So that's New Orleans. That's coming up February 17th and through the 19th. And you could enter online at r2sports.com and still get in to that tournament. And there's age division play, amateurs, junior clinics are going to go on. They have uh, groups of college players there as a warm-up as well. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, you mentioned a, maybe a smaller-ish draw, but the qualifier is already so strong. You've got Andy Nett in the qualifier. He's a former finalist. Luis Cordova in the qualifier. He's a former semifinalist just two events ago. Shorty Ruiz in that qualifier. Abraham Montijo. Yep. Vic Perez. Vic Perez is in the lead eight oh, he for is. the first okay. time. And John Iglesias. John Iglesias. Marco Ryan Chavez. Pesh. Marco Chavez. Ryan Pesh really impressed me. Very, very good player. And I could see him making some noise. Uh, but, yeah, Marco Chavez, great, great players in the qualifier. These guys can knock off anybody. Adam Bernhardt. Another one. Weekend at Bernie's. He's already going to be acclimated to that sort of tempo there. So right. he's going to have an advantage in a lot of ways because he's down in the lower 40. He He's familiar with the area, yeah. being from Texas. So Ryan Bowler, highest-ranked Canadian ever. Yeah, these the guys don't make trips unless they're going to Michael Galton, Dave, who did not have a good year last year on the Race Freight Qualifier Tour, but looked like the best player I've ever seen at the Junior Nationals. Watched him. I know Shorty watched him, too, just about a month ago. Uh, unreal. Yeah. I mean, so if he brings that game to New Orleans, he's a threat. And that's going to be on ESPN. Right. And the Watch ESPN app, which is going to be Saturday and Sunday. No filming on Friday, although maybe we'll capture some of these matches on these really cool glass courts. Uh, you didn't go to New Orleans last year. No, I didn't But the, the venue is superb. It's got uh, two three-sided glass courts. And then multiple courts down the hallway. It's it's a great venue. Might be considered one of the best. Uh, very difficult to see, probably off the side walls and cool back wall. Cool if you're not playing. Yeah. No. The I first mean, point I played last year, uh, my opponent hit a kill shot in the left corner. I didn't see it until it bounced three times. Let's move from New Orleans quickly. Go yeah. over to Vegas. It's the first stop, second stop for the big ball outdoor season. But believe it or not, the first two stops for WPH outdoor or indoor. Kind of weird, but it, it happened back to back that way. So we're going to see the big names. We're going to see the Juan Santos teaming up again with Samson Hernandez. In it's not official. It is official. It's uh, oh really? Yeah. The, both of them contacted me last night, so it's okay. official. Talk to both. Uh, Samson says, uh, "Sign me up." When I told him that Juan Santos was interested, Juan Santos said, "Let's do it." Hashtag Super Team. Hashtag Steph and KD. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't win. They didn't win. They so didn't win. So you never know what's going to happen there. And then you and Timbo. Timbo says you're winning everything for the rest of the year. So we we already made the trophy, and we'd like yeah. to give that to you. Thank you. <laughs> so you guys are going to be in that tournament as well. So, but it's not only big ball. This is a tribute to uh, a living legend, Bob Harris, who's done a lot. You know, there's players, people that have flown all over the country. There's people, foreigners that would come here. And fly to Vegas and say, where do I play handball? And they say, get a hold of Bob Harris. Yeah. If his son can't beat you, if his dad can't beat you, the son can, right? <laughs> yes. So that's kind of been the thing. I mean, I've done it myself. I know everybody that's gone to Vegas has called around to ask who the contact is. You've always contacted somebody with the last name Harris. Well, we're going to give them a tribute. It's not a memorial, for God's right. sakes. <laughs> uh, but... I think there were a lot of people that entered thinking that, that Bob passed away. <laughs> He's still with us. He if you really want to honor somebody, do it while they're alive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know your dad's tournament was when he was alive. Yeah, they, but they My called dad's it. My dad's as called, well. Yeah, they called his the memorial right. while he was living. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, that's the Bob Harris uh, Open, which is now the Royal Flush Doubles, is going to also have race rate small ball pros. We call it an R48 Pro Light Tournament. Because it has those no ranking points, but the yellow jerseys are there. It's kind of like the race freight all-star break. 
in yeah. a way, right? Yeah. I mean, half season. Yeah. Break. Yeah. Maybe we'll do the hit the can get award show type thing. Yeah. Mike Coulter, three wall ball, doing a great job. Uh, really coordinating the back end for us there at the Las Vegas uh, Vegas Athletic Club. That one has a deadline of the fifth, which is the seventh actually. Is seventh? Excuse me. That's uh, just about four days away. Mm-hmm. So we better big field though in there already. More than 120 players. I think it's like yeah. one. 140? 130? 140, 130, almost close to 140. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Didn't expect that. That's coming up next weekend, which is what? February? The 10th through the 12th. 10 through 12, okay. That's also on R2 Sports. You can enter their deadline coming up. If your doubles partner's not in, you better get on the horn and let them know because this this thing is so packed, only four courts, five courts, something like that. Five courts. It's so packed that we might have to pull people out of it if you don't have your, your peeps also entered in the tournament. I'll get, I'll, get on, I'll get on top of them. Anything else you want to say before we go to birthdays, Dave? I'm looking forward to the WPH Outdoor there at the Royal Flush. Timbo going for his first four-wall WPH Outdoor singles title. He's been training in L.A., as you know. You follow him on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everything else he does. But Juan it's Santos... It's more like he's following me. It seems like Juan everywhere Santos, I go, I get a notification from Timbo. I, I think... Santos had his worst tournament in WPH outdoor history. He out in the quarterfinals of the singles, semifinals of the doubles. That's just unheard of for the four-time Players' Cup champion. He's got an uphill climb now to retake that player of the year because he's way behind now in points. Well, I'd love to see those points, but I guess our our ranking committee just won't get to it. So I'm not naming names. I'm just reporting. (laughs) (laughs) I could probably do it in 15 minutes. I probably will. Um, what else? Anything? Let's oh, go into celebrity birthdays. Do it. You do it. It's your birthday list. <laughs> I was stalling so I could turn my page. You didn't notice. Who's celebrating birthdays today? Tom Selleck. Your shorty Ruiz does not know. 72 years old. 72. Nice. Oprah Winfrey. 63. I think she's heading to CBS now. Isn't that right, Dave? I heard that. Yeah. 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 Heather Graham. From Austin Powers. 47? Yeah. I can't believe it. Also, uh, the Hangover series. She played a uh, Lady of the Night. Oh, that's right. And had the baby. The baby, yeah. The game that comes with the birthdays is, does Shorty know who this person is or not? So far... I'm going to go with not. Okay. So, so far, Oprah 3. Kelly Packard, I'm going to go with not, is 42. Kelly Packard, you know who she is, Shorty? If you tell me a movie, I might know. Why do you think it's a movie? Adam Lambert, I'm going to say yes, 35. He was on James Corden last night doing, he's now touring Europe with Queen as their new front man, and he did a little bit with James Corden last night. It was pretty amazing. Guy's an awesome singer. Eric Paisley, 34, not, but if Shorty would ever take a road trip across the desert with you, he would go. Sorry. <laughs> I heard about the story. Gene Hackman, and I'm going to go with a not here. You know Believe who Gene Hack- Hack- Hackman is? No. Okay. I good. feel good about that knot. I feel horrible about it. I feel good that I knew that it was a knot. 87, Gene Hackman. One of the, probably, Dave, and I know that you have a list, one of the top five American actors ever. Yeah, I mean, really amazing. He yeah. actually roomed with Dustin Hoffman right. back out of high school. Yeah. When Dustin Hoffman was doing The Graduate and becoming very famous, like Papillon. I think just before The Graduate. But they've never been in a movie together until recently 
Runaway no, Jury. Yeah. Which was, I love that movie. Yeah, Good it's crazy. John Cusack. Christian Bale. I'm going to say yes on this one. 43. Who doesn't know that guy? Now, if you ever want to do yourself a favor, go watch his very first well-known movie. And it was also produced, and I think it's the first produced movie, directed movie by Steven Spielberg called Empire of the Sun. Christian Bale was 12 years old. The movie is about two hours and 40 minutes long about uh, World War II. And he holds the screen for about two hours in that film. It does a remarkable job for a 12-year-old kid. Wilmer Valderrama. That 70s show. 37. Dated Mandy Moore and Lindsay Lohan. At the same time. No, I, I made that up. <laughs> I, I heard Lindsay Lohan and I just automatically said at the same time. Mini Driver, which is a knot. 47. Yeah, she was in uh, one of my favorite films. I Good, don't. Goodwill no, Hunting. I'm surprised you said that. Yeah. I would think you'd buck the the trend there and say that you didn't like that movie you'd find some obscure no I thought one. it was the best movie I think I've ever seen really was a good one Justin Timberlake 36 pretty decent golfer Justin Timberlake had a 7 handicap built his own course in Mississippi I believe is that where he's from Dave Mississippi he's in that area yeah. I thought he was from New Orleans area or Louisiana but could that, be you know it, Mississippi River is on comes out there yeah, yeah. Shakira, 40 years old. Yeah, but those hips don't lie. No. She looks a little bit older than that. Morgan Fairchild, 67. She's a hot MILF, still, mm. even at 67. Rebel Wilson, 31. Sean Kingston, 27. Yeah. No. Not so much. No. No. Natalie Imbruglia. Torn. That was the song of the 90s, the number one song really? in the 90s, yeah. I thought it was David Gray and... And his hit, Babylon. I think that was early 2000s. No. No? no. I think you want to nah. check that out. Okay. No. That's all I've got. Okay. Well, that's all you have then. I, I had some, but I don't want to do them. We're okay. running late. All right. It's uh, time to wrap up the show. We have some stand-up polarity coming up right around the corner. Shorty, anything you want to add? Do you want to pimp anybody? Do you want to say hello to your sponsors, your mom, anybody listening that you want to... No, no, nothing? Just, nothing? Just thanks to WPH and then Mike and... uh. All these names you guys named, you figured. I'm still in my 20s, so I don't know all these old people. So, Okay, let's wrap up the show. For Shorty Ruiz, as well as Dave Fink, it's been the episode number 14, the Dave and Dave radio sportscast here, talking handball on a Friday as we get ready for Super Bowl weekend coming up right around the corner. Your pick really quick. Who's winning Falcons. the Super Bowl? Dave? Patriots. I'm going to go. I'm going to be the icebreaker and say Roger Goodell wins. Mm. <laughs> We're at it. This is Real Radio. We talk sports. Now on iTunes, the Dave and Dave Sportscast is live. I'm a loser. I am a showman. You come off a bit cocky. I know, and I've grown to accept that. Turn on iTunes, tune in radio, and the Dave and Dave Handball Sportscast on WPH Live TV.